Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 30. I don't think Baldy does fantasy football. Doesn't, doesn't you know, uh, look like a fantasy football guy to me. Maybe he is. I could be wrong. We can ask him. Uh... But the San Francisco 49ers, I do want to ask them this. Uh, is there any team that is on their level when healthy and, and, and they're playing their best? Because when they're playing their best and when they're healthy, Joe Shasky, they have the MVP in Brock Purdy right now. And I get it, Dak Prescott, maybe if he wins it, whatever. But I think Brock's playing the best out of any quarterback in the league right now. They got the best running back. They got the best tight end. They have two of the best wide receivers in the game. They have the best left tackle in the game. They have the best linebacker. They are the best of the best of the best. I'm going Marines. I'm going Army. I don't even know which one is that. That's what they are right now. I don't think anyone are on their level. And that goes for the Baltimore uh, Baltimore Ravens, who you'll see on Christmas Day. It's pretty incredible. Like, this is the most loaded 49ers team have you've seen, what, 30-plus years? Easy. It's unbelievable. I mean, it really is. And... uh it does feel like this is their best chance. It, now things it can does, change. It does feel. You can like have that. injuries. Like it, it is such a week to week league. Like they can lay an egg this weekend and completely fall down into the two or three seed, and then everything changes. What's the line on this game? They're like two touchdowns. I'm they just saying, be. Joe. I'm just saying. I know. Kyler, hey, Kyler Murray can give you fits. We'll see. You just yeah. never know. I mean, Bosa just, loves going up against Kyler though. He he still remembers that draft day where he thought he should have gone first overall. He does. That's a chip. No, I'm saying I, if if you're looking at a prop bet this week, I would take the over in Bosa sacks. Lock really? it in. Yeah, you get he gets up for these games against uh, for whatever reason. I like that. I kind of like that too. Uh, that's why I locked it in again. Well, you know, I, I was just thinking about this, and this is a fun exercise. It's Thirteen not, and a half points, by the way. Is we don't have to be dead serious on all this, but just a fun exercise. You're talking about Christian McCaffrey, best running back in the game. Not even close. I I feel like I'm watching the height of the position in the modern era, right? When I watched Steph Curry, I felt like I was watching the height of shooting. It's it's different because I want to give respect to Derrick Henry because he has been okay. the best running back in football since he's gotten into the league. And again, it's so funny that the two best running backs in the league, and I know Derrick Henry's kind of having an off year, although he did get a huge touchdown for me in fantasy last night. You'll look up at the end of the year, and he still has like 1,300 yards or whatever. Oh, he's just unbelievable. Um, but I want to give him his respect. But talking about just a complete back and being able to catch the ball, run it, do all the different route combinations... I think you're right. It's it's unbelievable. He is playing. You were listing off all like the the greatest players of all time, like the greatest offenses, like trios. Yeah. And Marshall Falk, that greatest show on turf, the first season with Kurt Warner winning MVP and stuff. He was pretty incredible. Well, like Marshall, not since like not since Marshall Falk. Yeah. It's Marshall Falk. Well, LT. Yes, that's Let's true. Not that's true. About now, LT. Hey, well, I'm, I'm scarred. I, I have an empty part of my brain. But LT he has just destroyed us. since 2011. Yeah. It's that's 13 years ago. You know, so like. In in this particular era, like when I think of the height of hitting, 
It's Barry Bonds. Who who would be the height of pitching? Justin Verlander. Okay. Yeah, him or Kershaw. Okay. Yeah, I, I like Verlander that. Verlander doing it at this age too, and winning like a Cy Young and being that good. I think it'd be him. All right, the height of shooting is Steph Curry. Yes. Right. What would LeBron's be? Just the height of basketball. I mean, I was gonna say athleticism. Are you guys thirty nine years old and doing this? Probably like all around game, maybe. Like yeah. Just like passing, maybe. I don't know. Like in season tournament dominance. Thank you. In season tournaments. So like I look at the running back, playing running back, and everything that encompasses it. I feel like I'm watching the height of the position. I just yeah. I, I feel like that in real time. Right I mean, now. not even just the positions, just offense in general. Like I know they're not going to end up being one of the top scoring offenses, but when they're on Joe Shasky, like it's pick your poison because it, the the distribution of Purdy to Debo to Ayuk to Kittle, those are three very different players that complement each other so well. It's the route running ability of an Ayuk, who's also a hell of a blocker. And you guys were touching on that yesterday. It's the physical nature of a Debo Samuel with the speed as well. You're not tackling that guy no. one-on-one. I don't think I've ever seen that happen, someone tackling Debo Samuel one-on-one. And then you got George Kittle, who's got the blocking as well as the speed, as well as the athleticism. I'm not saying he's fat, all tight ends. He's not super fast, but he's fast enough that when he has 20, 25 yards in front of him, he's probably going to score the ball. So they are so pick your poison when it comes to, oh, by the way, if you need a uh, one-two punch and you need me to take McCaffrey out real quick, give me Mason, give me Elijah, and we'll be physical if you need us to be. It's it's a very just well-rounded group that I don't see anyone stopping when they're on and when they are healthy. Like that, It's the biggest compliment I can give. It's if, balanced. If I extended to you, hey, George Kittle plays tight end in the most complete way in the league, would you agree? Yes, I would say it's he is probably the best because Mark Andrews is now out. I would have given okay, Andrews the okay. nod the last two years, but he's hurt. And we'll give George Kittle this. And the whole 49ers, to be quite honest, I know they have some injuries, and we'll play some of the injury sounds, injury report, I should say, from uh, Kyle Shanahan, who spoke to the media yesterday in his media conference call. But they've been healthy, and George Kittle's been healthy. And that's a huge feather in his cap. Huge. And Travis Kelsey, by the way, I know he had the sick lateral that, did it, that got called back. He's the same age as Gronk. Are we surprised? I mean, George George Kittle's been the best tight end in football this year, to me. Yeah, I think so. He's been one of them, and he's been very efficient. That's why when he got blasted the other day, uh, you know, in the, in the chest, I was a little worried because it's like, you know, he's he's been pretty lucky this year not having to come out. And he's awesome. He's an outstanding player. You could say the same thing about Trent Williams. I mean, he has no hole in his game. Fred Warner has no hole in his game. Like you're talking about why the Niners are kind of the the, the cream of the crop. And it's because they have top-end players who are the definition of the position in terms of being well-rounded. And then I think about how they play as a collective unit. Is there a better linebacking duo in the game? No. Okay. I mean, you go Ravens, but I, I'd be just saying, I, I'm not, I haven't watched enough Ravens football to even make that argument with Roquan Smith and then whoever that other guy is. Is there a better rhythmic passing game right now in the game in, in football? Rhythmic passing game? No. Not when Brock Purdy's on. I mean, they can beat you at all three levels. The short stuff, the intermediate stuff, and the deep stuff. When they get going, it does feel, and we hey, and we scoffed at it. And uh, real quick, I got to get legal real quick, and we'll get back into this. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HG1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app and favorite 95.7 The Game for the best and most up-to-date sports coverage. And don't forget that you can also watch us every day on our YouTube and Twitch streams. Just log on and search 95.7 The Game. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel while you are there. 888-957-9570. 
Comcast business text line, call or text that number. We're talking Niners. Is anyone even on their level? Are you? Do you fear anyone? Do you, hell, do you even respect anyone that's going up against you? Because right now, I'm getting arrogant, as Bonte would do. If I'm a Niner fan, I'm pretty arrogant right now. You got four games left. You got the Cardinals coming up. And then they've been in tank mode most of the year. Kyler Murray, he's kind of playing for his job there, trying out for the rest of the league, I think. You got the Ravens. Big game. Christmas. Huge. You're going to be there, right? Uh, uh, you were talking about it early in the season. I don't know. Maybe you put you on the spot. I, I, it's tricky. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting talked down by the wife. Oh, she's, she wants to do football on Christmas? I wanted to bring the whole family there. Tickets were outrageous. Really? Yeah. On Christmas? I know. That's actually kind of surprising. I, I feel like, like, oh, maybe not. I know. I'm know. trying to find my Michelle Jobs. I do want to watch it, though. I do want to watch it. They've uh, had a really good couple years. They've had a good couple years, I, though. I don't know about that, hun. Uh, but no, like, right now, it just feels like the Niners are the healthiest they've been this late in the season in a long time. I know last year, at the end of the year, they were pretty healthy. But at the time, we didn't know Brock would emerge as what Brock is. We assumed they were down to their third quarterback. We didn't assume, like, oh, he's QB1 for a decade. I was the first uh, voice on the airways the next morning that Monday morning I said the 49ers season's over they're not winning a Super Bowl yeah thank you for the drop like they, they weren't I, I said that I was like hey we can laugh and scoff at Jimmy Garoppolo all you want like he was the guy that never got it done when Jimmy got hurt last year it we the season was over until it wasn't and it's like <laughs> and I remember we got a caller on the morning roast that morning who said that Brock Purdy you know what I saw this Purdy kid he kind of reminded you of Joe Montana. In a half of football, he reminded you of Joe Montana. Uh, he kind of reminds you of Drew, Drew Brees. These are two of the best quarterbacks of all time. And now, all of a sudden, I mean, I'm not going to say they're right because they hissed, but then the longevity. But he's playing like an MVP, something well, Drew Brees never did. Well, and and Brees Joe Montana. for 20 years. That's, well, I'm saying the longevity. Yeah. But I scoffed at the even notion yes. that he would even be up. But let's the talk level about- of play right now, I'm saying. Is up to par with those guys, but let, let's which talk is unbelievable. About Drew Brees. Let's talk about Drew Brees. What made Drew Brees great? Accuracy, mm-hmm. getting the ball on time, and he was also in kind of I don't want to say a similar offense, but cerebral. Yes. Like he knew to check at the line, processing, processing. Yes, never putting he, the ball in harm's he way. He was never the most physically gifted. No, no, like Brock, like stature wise, Brock might even be a little taller than than uh, Drew Brees. But when you yeah. say, I think his feet were underrated. Yes, even though he wasn't what I would call mobile. I thought he was tough too. Yeah, me too. Yes. And he get hurt, but he was tough. Aren't aren't those all the qualities that we're bestowing upon Brock Purdy and a Christian? So there you go. There I didn't go. even think of that. Yeah. Um, no, but like to me, I think that the the closest comment everyone in the league has been looking for the next Drew Brees. Right? If you can't find Josh Allen, you're looking for the next Drew Brees. When Baker Mayfield went number one overall, the guy that everyone kept commenting to was Drew Brees, but with more of a swashbuckler attitude. Right. Brock Purdy is everything that you look for when you're looking to try to get the next Drew Brees, but I think he's got more mobility by a long shot than, yes. than Drew Brees. Yes, and, and it's funny because Drew Brees, like, he was the first pick in the second round. Like, he wasn't some, like, you know, one-off, yes. like, late round. Like, no, he was, like, a legit prospect coming into the NFL with the San Diego Chargers. But wouldn't you agree quarterback inflation has kind of changed how we draft quarterbacks in this modern... Like, you're going to see six or seven guys go in the first couple rounds. Back then, it'd be like one or two guys. First, we're going to see four in the first ten picks this year. I you believe. think so? It's going to be the all, pretty much all the guys you've seen this year. You're going to see Caleb up there. Yeah. I think he's going to be one. Drake Mays, the con, like consensus number two. Some people might have him at one. And then you got either Penix or Jaden Daniels. I think they're all going in the top ten. Yeah. It's pretty unbelievable. No, But, I, I again, you're right. we just saw this. 
with the quarterback draft with the 49ers. I mean, be very weary of stuff like this when we say this is the greatest quarterback class of all time. Well, did you think CJ Stroud would end up doing what he did? Uh, yeah. I, was, I did. I was very, I think you, Monte and I were very high on him because of the Georgia game. I wanted the Raiders to get him bad. Really? Very bad. Oh. And then there were reports after it that Dave Ziegler wanted him and Josh McDaniels was a Bryce Young fan. I was like, just shut up, all of you. And now they're in tank mode. They can't even score a freaking point against the Minnesota Vikings. Why'd you get me on this topic? Now I'm upset. Well, but no, but like, it's an inexact science, but a lot of it right now is shifted to your point. Like, you look at Mahomes. Uh-huh. He's what you want. That's what everyone's looking at. Try to get, and no one's going to get him, right? So that's why when the 49ers drafted Brock Purdy as Mr. Irrelevant, it's like, he's the antithesis of Patrick Mahomes. Wouldn't you agree with that? When it comes to the physical skill set, yeah. when it comes to the off-scripted play. But I think we've underrated his physical skill set. Like, at what point has his arm not been good enough? It's been good enough. That's what it's saying. Yeah. It's been good enough. It hasn't been, like, throwing a laser when you need to in the elements. Okay. Like, that's... But, again... Ball seems to always get to his target. Brock's not playing in Kansas City, so maybe that's a different conversation. In the wintertime, like, th- there's, there's, there's elements to that's this. A good if point. Brock Purdy was in the AFC North... Maybe I would view him differently because he'd be playing in a lot of bad weather games. So there is different levels to that. And Drew Brees, he was a dome quarterback, right? Yeah. He wasn't very good. Peyton Manning, a dome quarterback. So that's fine. Scott Purdy's perfect here in Santa Clara because it uh, suits his skill set. Easy enough for me to say. Uh, I just find it super funny that everyone is like basically demeriting him for having an elite roster around him and he's made the most of it and yet when every quarterback gets drafted for right now like look at Justin Fields what is everyone saying i mean he's playing with nobody how can we make an evaluation on him he's playing with nobody when when we drafted Alex Smith he had no weapons he had no offensive line he didn't have a coordinator everyone is trying to build the roster around the quarterback to take pressure off the quarterback. And that's that's literally what every team in the league is trying to do. And yet, for some reason, it's a negative against Brock Purdy when he's maximized all of the settings around him. Well, you could have all... I could put how many quarterbacks in Brock's place and not get a fraction of the production. I have an interesting comp I'm going to give to you on the other side with Brock Purdy, and it has to do with another Bay Area superstar here. I'm going to give you a comp there. 888-957-9570. And it might be shocking for some of you to hear this. So you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, what's coming up in the game is sponsored by AC Transit. You know what's coming up. Shark Week. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Brian Baldinger on 95.7 The Game.
going on, Roasters? It's Brian Baldwin here with the NFL Network, and you're listening to The Morning Roast with Bonte and Shasky on 95.7 The Game. Ooh, I like this rejoin. Brian Baldinger. We'll be on here in about 13 minutes. Baldy's breakdowns. The best at it. Brian Baldinger. Guy's just got infectious energy. Joe Spadonian for Bonte Hill. That's Joe Shasky. Speaking of infectious energy, you when you're talking football, Joe Shasky. It's infectious, man. I get fired up talking football with you. Why is that? It's just, I, it's the best sport. And it's This is where you made your bread and butter. This is where you called into the station. This is where you kind of, you know, made your... I don't know, uh, Mark in the market, if I will. This team means something different to this. It region. is. It just. It's like the SEC with you. It just means more. It does. It means more to the. Uh, you love your Warriors. You love your Giants. But there's something about the San so, Francisco 49ers for it, you. If you give me just a second to lay this out, there's a reason. The Giants moved west, and baseball was the best sport at that time. At the time when they moved, right? Like it was. It legitimized sports on the West Coast. But the Giants moved west. And they've always felt like a, you know, uh, non-champion until recently, right? Obviously, the last decade, they, they won those those championships. They, they were always like the bridesmaid, never the bride. And then the Warriors clearly moved west as well. <clears throat> and, and they never won anything outside of 1975. The Niners were born and raised here. Going back to the 40s. And when they first assembled the team, it was all local guys from local colleges. College football was bigger than the NFL when the Niners first became a thing. It's true. All right? And so you had all these guys from Stanford and Santa Clara and 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 USF and, and Cal. And that's what comprised the team. So it felt very, very local, right? Super, super, super local. And coming out of the 70s in San Francisco, I know there's been a lot written about San Francisco right now. Right about how dangerous it is, about how you know the streets are nasty and there's crime and there's stuff going on. Like amp that up with assassinations and stuff that you had with Harvey Milk, George Moscone. There was a lot of stuff going on in the city at that time. The hippie movement dying out the way that it did. Like the city had a really negative connotation, and when the Niners won, it galvanized the area. It galvanized the city. Again, being the first team born and raised here. Football meant something different. It was the first real massive dynasty on the west part of the Bay. I know the A's had their little dynasty. Not little, but they had their dynasty run in the 70s. One of the greatest of all time, yeah. You know, three in a row. But when the Niners won what they did, five in a 14-year span, 13-year span, they became the marquee team, the marquee franchise. And so, you know, to not get back there... It, it's been very difficult, and they've been really successful. And then, obviously, I think this is a big part of it. Not The Giants not winning all throughout the 80s and the 90s. The Warriors not winning until you know the 2010s. The Niners had like a 40-year run there with the Raiders moving down to L.A. and yeah. then coming back. and Like a 40-year run where they were the kings. And that everything was benchmarked by what the Niners did. I think the fact that L.A. didn't have a sports team during the 90s created the fan base to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And so instead of just being Northern California, it really felt like California, right? Because there are so many L.A. fans. Yeah. So many. Again, I told you about the Raiders thing. And and I think the Raiders not being here, being here, moving, now moving. I heard a lot of fans. I heard my dad. Yeah. Right? Who's, who grew up a Raider fan. Raiders, Raiders and now who, what I, is he? He's he roots for the Niners now. He does. Kind of hurts me. I call him a fair weather. I call him a fake fan to his face. I'll do that during Christmas. Love you, Dad, if you're listening. 
a but, fake fan. He is. He's not a real fan. That hurts. My mom and dad's first ever date was a Raiders game. Can't be a Niner fan now. Come on. Can't come back. But from do you that. see, like the yes. Niner thing just means means something different. It just like, means more. It does. There you go. It's the SEC over here for you. And you it know just, what? It just means something different. And like we have a long legacy of of quarterbacks and great coaches. And I feel like I'm watching one of the great coaches in Kyle Shanahan. I don't know where he'll end up stacking up when it's all said and done. I mean, when he finishes out this contract, he will have been here longer than Bill Walsh. Which is crazy to think, right? And then Bill Walsh obviously won all that, the, the West Coast offense. But you know what? I'll give Shanahan this. He is one of the best offensive minds in the game right now, as was Bill Walsh back then. Maybe not to the level of the ingenuity factor, obviously, because the game was just so getting into the, the forward passing game at that time. But right now, what he's doing with the mixing and the matching, with the skill position players, all that, all the wide-open space He's so. It's, but, but it it really think, is. Let's have a Shanahan conversation real quick because I know I teased yeah. a Brock Purdy comp and, I, and it all paid off. Don't worry. He is playing like a guy that doesn't get enough credit that he deserves, kind of like another Bay Area superstar around here. Uh, real quick, Joe Shasky, it is a Warriors game day brought to you by Xfinity, the Xfinity 10G network made for streaming live sports. Download the free Odyssey app and listen to 957 The Game wherever you go and thousands of other stations. Hey, get some Christmas stations right now. I'm into the Christmas music heavy. We can have some Christmas rejoiners today too, Johnny Boy. You can catch every Warriors game live on the app along with all the music and the news Bay Area needs. Catch amazing interviews you missed too, like when Steve Kerr joined Willard and Dibs last week. Baldy in eight minutes Go ahead, Joe Shasky. Well, no, you you said Bill Walsh and the coaching tree, which was, I mean, it's it's comprehensive. It's unbelievable, right? Like, whether it's Sam Weish, whether we're talking about Dennis Green, whether we're talking about Mike Holmgren, George Seaford, you know, I mean, you got, obviously, Pete Carroll was a part of that staff at one point. You, you've had a lot of different people incorporate his offenses throughout the league. I feel like I'm watching it at even a more rapid rate with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, think about Kyle Shanahan's coach. And I know, like, Walsh's started here in San Francisco, and it branched everywhere. Andy Reid is a part of, quote-unquote, Bill Walsh's coaching tree. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan's goes back to Washington, technically, with his father. Yeah, so I guess it's technically Mike Shanahan's coaching tree, if we want to get deep Kyle into it, Kyle should get a lot right? of credit. Kyle, no, he should, but Mike had... McDaniel, he had McVeigh and LaFleur. Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. Like, that's a lot, right? All right. There. I mean, like, look, look around the league Mike right Shanahan now. Real quick, doesn't get the uh, credit he deserves. That's why I'm trying to say that. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Who? Mike Shanahan. I One, totally agree Bowls. with you. The guy should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, but like, Kyle Shanahan's imprint is all over the league. Look at the Houston Texans, coach of the year. Maybe D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah. Look at the Jets. They pulled off one of the better victories of the of the weekend. And if he had a quarterback, I think the Jets would be a playoff team with Rob. Robert Sala yeah. is not a boob. Like no. he knows what he's no, doing. No, the defense has been one of the best in the NFL all season long. Just, exactly. They don't have a quarterback. He doesn't have a quarter. <laughs> exactly. Like Mike McDaniel's. How's he look in Miami? Well, bad loss yesterday. Okay, for him. But, but 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 success nonetheless. Better than their last coach. Yes. You know he's maximized the time. Everybody thought Tyreek Hill was going to go there and evaporate, and Tyreek Hill's been amazing. He has been. All right. Yeah. LaFleur in Green Bay. He's from that same. Uh, Another bad loss yesterday, but they can still make the play. I don't know. Jordan Love looks pretty solid to me. He does. Like, the offense looks good. Yeah. Considering, like, the point that I'm getting at is you quietly look up and there's a lot more Kyle Shanahan influence. He's not on the Bill Walsh level. No one is saying that. But in terms of seeing his imprint throughout the league, I mean, a year and a half ago, we're like, well, Mike McDaniels took all the great plays. You sure about that? And here is the head coach, Kyle Shanahan. He spoke to the media yesterday, Joe Shasky. I want to play some of this before we have Baldy on. Excuse me. Uh, first, some injury concerns coming out of the game against the Seahawks. Hargrave 
Ward, what's going on with them? Here's Kyle Shanahan talking to the media yesterday. Not much of a reaction. I mean, I'll have a I'll have a reaction when it if when it is the number one spot. If it is, you know, because that's when the season ends. Right now, it doesn't mean much. It just means where you're at now. And I know we won't be that if we don't handle business this week. So that's really all we're worried about this week. And then we'll do who we play after that. Totally hit the wrong one there. I think they're just labeled wrong. It's okay. That that, that was the number one seed. Maybe this is the injury one. I'll try. Not much of a reaction. No, they're I'll the same a, one. I'll have a reaction. It's all right. It, it. It's all right. We're workshopping it. Hashtag new studio still, Joe Shasky. A couple months in. Uh, but basically saying they're week-to-week. They can play. Ward, Hargrave, they got a chance to play this week. Uh, shouldn't be anything too concerning. Uh, but they'll monitor. Eric Armstead, maybe not this week. It sounded like he's probably going to be out again this week just to be safe with Eric Armstead, which I think would be the right move. I mean, you should beat the Cardinals. I mean, they're, what, 13.5-point favorites, John, as you said? 13.5-point favorites on the road this week. They should handle the well, Arizona Cardinals. Let's Canada. say a step like back and look at the entire like landscape right now. If they don't win at all, the haters are going to come out in droves on the Shanahan can't win the big one. Yes. All right. He, he's, he's built a juggernaut. He would be Andy Reid. He'd be the new Andy Reid. Okay. He's built a juggernaut. This he took over an expansion franchise. There was there was one player at the time on the team who would still be on the team now, Eric Armstead. And no one thought Eric Armstead was good at the time. No. DeForest Buckner was on the team. He was solid as a rookie uh, before Shanahan got here, but we didn't know he'd develop into the DeForest Buckner he developed into. There was nothing else. Jimmy Ward was some cast-off. No one wanted Jimmy Ward. People wanted him out of here. And he has built this thing up. Again, Trent, Fred, Dre Greenlaw, Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle, Brock Purdy. I, I don't know, man. I, I I just think that we've vastly underrated how great of a job this guy has done taking this team. Are there times he drives me crazy, not burning a timeout before the end of half on Sunday? Absolutely. But he's as good as they come in the league right now. Look you, around sports. You think we, he's been taken for granted a little bit here during this run Yeah, by 49er fans? It's hard to win the big one. Yeah. Okay? It's hard to win the big one. He won a lot of big games leading up to the big ones that he's lost. And I don't think we've given enough credit. We're going to look back and we're going to say he took Jimmy Garoppolo to multiple NFC Championship games. I'm already saying that. I was saying that within the first five weeks of the Raiders season. Like, you're Kyle, a Raider fan. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan took this guy to the Super Bowl, and I've been watching all of it. And I know the injuries are a part of it. And it's a new offense. That it's an old offense for Jimmy, but he's getting back into it. So there's a lot of it. But Shanahan's ability to clearly maximize talent that might not be there <laughs> to begin saying. with, it's pretty incredible. Hell, Nick Mullins is getting a job now. Nick Mullins might be the starter for the Vikings and be a playoff team going forward. Almost... You know why Nick Mullins has even thought about being in the league and being a, yeah. a starter? Because of Kyle Shanahan. C.J. Beathard. Actually played decent for the Jags the I other was week. Just gonna say, right? That. Like they shouldn't be any good. But Kyle Shanahan here he is, and he's bringing these guys up, and it does seem to be a perfect marriage now. Joe Shasky with with Brock Purdy. I don't know if it was ever going to be that, but they stumbled into something that has the feeling of like a decade type of run. Now I'm going to be careful here because injuries happen. We thought that with Jimmy early on, like oh my god, Jimmy, they've won five or six straight, whatever it was, to the end of the season. They were amazing. They were awesome. And then he gets hurt, and then everything kind of falls loose. I know they get the Super Bowl, but that relationship was never there. I think I'm going to give Shanahan some credit here, too, because I think he learned from how his relationship went with Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's been a lot better with Brock Purdy, whether that's communication, whether that's pulling him to the side. Like, there's not that level of frustration he had with Jimmy on the sideline there. And I think that's some growth for him, and I'm going to give him some credit for that. Because I do think that at a time, 
there was a good relationship there with Jimmy and Kyle. And then it's dissipated for whatever reason, both sides maybe to blame. But I think Kyle looked at that and he's like, I can't do that again. If we're going to, no, if we need to <laughs> win a Super a Bowl, point. I need to have a good relationship with my quarterback. No matter, like, there can't be this level of stress, me ripping him on the sideline, any of that. That just can't happen. Look at the greatest of the greats. Even if they're not offensive minds, Brady and Belichick, there was friction. Of course. Off, there was a lot of hard, tension. There was a lot of hard feelings there. Yeah. I mean, 20 plus years, whatever it was, 20 years with them, that's going to happen. Well, spouses with anyone, a mm-hmm. uh, working relationship, that happens. But what happened? At the end of the day, they would get the job done, right? Do your job. At the end of the day, let's celebrate with Lombardi. It kind of has that same feeling early on with Brock Purdy. I'm not saying they're Brady and Belichick. I'm not saying that. But the relationship clearly is there when it comes to Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. Think about him like four or five years ago. How much he's evolved, Kyle Shanahan, uh, in terms of just his philosophies. It used to be he can make anybody a thousand yard running back. That's what we all said, right? Yeah. Now, how do you feel? He pivoted off that, and he's like, "No, I'd rather have the 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 stable, like not the stable. I want the the fresh horse, right, of the Kentucky Derby. I want the uh, the preak. What, what was this was my horse Sea Biscuit? Oh, yeah, that's what I want. Racing, Sorry, yeah. I was trying to do a horse. No, 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 racing no I reference. Like that. That's a deep cut. My dad was big in horse racing. You went on me, and I was there, like, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah Preakness, the Kentucky. No, no, but he wants Sea Biscuit. He doesn't want some Absolutely. middling donkey running down there. I mean, it, it, and then like the quarterback thing, like, oh, he, he has zero patience, and and I subscribed to this at one time. I feel like he's been more patient this year than he's ever been. He's been more relaxed this year than he's ever been. He's been more happy in the podium than he's ever been. Uh, his offense, I didn't know it was this deep strike. Like, I knew it could gash you. It has been more explosive than I ever could have imagined. You know who else is explosive? It's our next guest. That's Brian freaking Baldinger. Hit it. Oh, sorry, John. I threw you on the spot there. He breaks down plays better than anyone. I mean, this is like Shark Week now. And you know what Baker Mayfield is? He's chum. Look at these sharks. You think you're getting away from those four angry sharks? It's Shark Week. It's time to eat. Make the read. Urgency. That's the name of the game right here. Urgency. Now. On it. He's on it. Touchdown. Beautiful throw. He's our 95-7 The Game NFL Insider. Brian Baldinger. That's right. Brian Baldinger is presented by our proud partner, Golden State, serving the Bay Area, uh, Bay Area for three generations, building better starts with Golden State. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoldenStateLumber.com. Joe Spadoni in for Bonte Hill alongside Joe Shasky. Brian Baldinger, you know him, you love him. He was calling the game for the Niners and the Seahawks on Sunday. And Baldy, you were out in Miami yesterday for that debacle of a fourth quarter. Between the uh, Titans and Dolphins? I was, Joe. Good morning, uh, Joe and Joe. Uh, yeah, I was out here. I took the red eye out of San Francisco and uh, was at Levi Stadium till late. Caught the red eye and then uh, <clears throat> did a little studying and then uh, headed over to Hard Rock Stadium and watched that fiasco last night. But, I mean, we need good young quarterback. And Will Levis looks like he's pretty promising right now. Absolutely. No, Will Levis, uh, for all the weird talk pre-draft about the uh, the mayonnaise and the coffee and how he acts with people, he was a first-round talent. You saw why yesterday. The guy's big and he's strong. Uh, he's got a cannon of an arm, too. Uh, Baldy, you were there uh, on Sunday at Levi's, and the conversation we were just having was about Kyle Shanahan and his relationship with Brock Purdy. Mm. And it just feels like he's learned from his mistakes, whether it was Nick Mullen, CJ, CJ Beathard, but specifically the Jimmy Garoppolo there just seemed to be a lot of tension there uh, late in that relationship there. I don't know if it was ever really good to start off with, what have you, but it seems like he has learned from mistakes there. 
And he has really been picking up his young quarterback whenever he's made mistakes. You don't see him ripping him on the sideline, anything like that. He had a bad pick, a shake it off. There just seems to be a natural relationship there that wasn't there with Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you see the same thing? Mm, I don't know because I'm not inside the building. I'm, Jimmy always sure. said, you know, Wednesdays and Thursdays, you think I'm having a good life. Come out to practice on Wednesday and Thursday and see what it's like. That's you true. Know? So, um, and, I'm, and, I, and I asked Brock the, that almost the same question the other day, and Brock said, you know, he coached us hard, but he just has a better student. I mean, he's just better than Jimmy. He's better than CJ. He's better than Nick. He's he's better than these guys that Kyle's had. He, you know, he, he processes information faster. He sees the field better. He's more accurate with the ball. He never seems like all, I mean, just mentally, and nothing against Jimmy, but just mentally, remember what it was like when he was in the pocket. And if you got to three seconds, you're like, oh, man, something good is not going to happen here. Like the feet are getting, like you never, he never gets jumpy like that, ever. I mean, he's just so... He's just under control, and he always has the answer to the test, no matter what you're trying to do to him defensively. You know, Baldy, I'm watching this guy, and I'm looking at the the throws that he's making. I mean, deep bombs down the field, and then I'm looking at all the metrics, and he's top of the charts at everything. He's going to break all these Niner records. Why is this guy not being discussed as a superstar? You know, it, it, it really... You know, Trent Williams touched on it, and everybody now is eventually, you know, is getting to it. But, you know, that label of Mr. Irrelevant, seventh-round pick, that, that travels. That's part of it. But, you know, as soon as, you know, and Trent just put it perfectly, as soon as, you know, people start doubting, like if he's just a system quarterback and all that, you're like then you're not paying attention, you're not informed, you're not a real student of the game, because then you're just throwing labels out there. And there's no labels that fit him. And so... You know, when you're at the top of the charts, I just watched Tua under pressure last night really struggle, really struggle. And if Tariq's not on the field, I mean, the offense just kind of gets shut down. And you just don't see that. We, you've seen him play without Debo. He's played, you know, without, uh, you know, certain players out there. And you don't really see a drop, you know, in his performance. So um, if you're not talking about him as a superstar, then you're just not watching and you're just not open-minded to what a superstar is in this business because it's the hardest position to play in football and he has he's got a mastery in it right now. You know, the superstars in any sports, it's the subtleties that everyone appreciates. Like there's so, subtle things that they do throughout a course of a game, whatever the sport might be, that like the truly trained eye picks up on. What's the subtle thing for you that proves he's just an absolute stud? All right, so, you know, he's he's the conductor of this orchestra, right, Joe? Yeah. So do you ever see any confusion? No. Do you ever see anybody not get lined up properly? Do you ever see they got to burn a timeout because they can't get in the right formation? Well, that all falls on the quarterback. And when I watch this offense, I don't see confusion. I just I don't see a need to burn a timeout. I don't see uh, guys not getting lined up properly. And there's a lot that goes on. You know, there's a motion to shift every single play. Guys got to get to their spots. But, you know, he's the one that, that makes basically, if there is a mistake, if it, the play comes in wrong, if uh, there's a wrong protection, he's got to fix everything at the line. And I think he's just a natural fixer. Brian Baldinger joining us right here on the Morning Rose. Joe Spadonian for Bonte alongside Joe Shasky. Does it, does it every single week, Brian Baldinger. He was there. He said he did double duty. He did not only Niners Seahawks, but my guy was out doing the Miami Dolphins and Tennessee Titans. That is not a short flight, people, going from San Francisco all the way to 
MIA. So we appreciate Baldy joining us here. And Baldy, the offensive line, I th- and I know it's not the sexiest, but th- this is your bread and butter here. And Trent Williams, you all know, this guy's a future Hall of Famer. He's cemented. What are some of the other players on this line doing that has been impressive for you as you just saw them up close and personal? Because I'm looking at Colton McKivitz. That was the big storyline in the offseason. Oh, my God, this offensive line outside of, of Trent Williams. I'm nervous, a lot of nervous energy here. But every single week, it doesn't matter. They don't seem to skip a beat if someone's out. If it's Feliciano, if it's Banks, what have you. It's been pretty damn impressive. Well, Feliciano's filled in at left guard. He's filled in at right guard. Um, you know, you, you've got to you got to be deep in this business. And so, um, you know, the best thing you could say about Colton McKivitz, and this is going to sound bad, but it's just the truth. We never talk about him during the game. Like, he's not just getting steamrolled. He's not drawing flags. He's not, you know, uh, jumping early. You know, he's just doing his job. And kind of what right tackles really love. They, everybody else can celebrate in the end zone, and they can high-five this, you know, this offense that, you know, maybe the best that we've seen in the league since the greatest show on turf. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, just throw superlatives out there, but, I mean, it's, 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 it's really good. And if your right tackle's never talked about, he's probably doing a great job. I love that. Let's go to the other side of the defensive line, and, and we'll get into all the playmakers, CMC and Debo and all that. Uh, but, you know, we crushed Javon Kinlaw for like two, three years, and, and he got bodied in that NFC championship game, and, and the videos were circulating everywhere. He's been really good the last couple of weeks, Baldy, and the entire defensive line, it feels like, is 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 galvanized right now. Uh, what are you seeing from Javon Kinlaw? Because I do feel like he deserves to get some appreciation this morning. Well, he's a worker, number one. And so, you know, I think he's locked in, and he's healthy. Now, he's had a ton of injuries, you know, in his first couple of years, and he's missed a lot of time, but he's healthy, and you can tell. You know, he's not, um, he's not getting knocked out of, the, out of his spot right there. He's anchoring down on double teams. And let's face it, this, is, this defensive line is eight deep, and it has to be because I just remember talking to, to Nick last year about, you know, who's the MVP, you know, who's the defensive player of the year and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I was like, Max Crosby, Max Crosby. And he's like, yeah, Max is really good, Baldy, but, you know, um, he can play every play. I'm trying to play 20 games. He's just trying to get through a 17-game schedule. You know, their thinking across the board is we're here to win a Super Bowl. We're not here to make the playoffs. We're not here. Like, we're here to win it. And so there's a mentality to that where you got to keep the guys fresh. You got to rotate them. Would you like to have Nick Bosa on the field every every down? Yeah, heck yeah. He'd put up, you know, monster numbers if he did. But at the same time, it's about winning in January and getting to February. What well, what are you seeing from this linebacking core right now cuz like I mean, you get onto the field, right? And Fred Warner, I'm just watching him. I'm sitting in the end zone the other day, and I'm like, God, I'm watching one of the best to ever play the game, I feel like, watching this guy play. But the way he works in tandem with Greenlaw, and Greenlaw suplexing you know, Drew Locke as he's scrambling for one, I, I, I tell people this. Greenlaw's barely bigger than me in terms of height-wise, and he throws his body around on people. I don't think we appreciate how physically he is. I mean, he could play in any era. Any era, and you know, I look. I remember talking to Fred, you know, before the Steeler game to start the season, and you know, this is their fifth year starting next to each other between Greenlaw and Fred Warner. So there's no other tandem uh, inside linebacker in this league that has that much experience together. So you know, the communication is just airtight. 
Um, but, you know, just the speed that they play with. Because, you know, I mean, I'm sure they could all go run 40-yard dashes, and they put up a good time. Dre's probably faster than Fred. But together, how they play the game, like, I don't know that anybody – I'm sure Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen speed-wise might be a little faster, but nobody plays the game faster on Sundays than those two. And the recognition and then the angles. And, I mean, if you're if you're looking at defensive players of the year this year, I mean, you have to put Fred Warner in that conversation. You can't have the conversation without Fred. Um, just because he plays every snap, the interceptions, the splash plays, the sacks, the pressures, and then, oh, by the way, they're the number one defense, you know, out there in the league. So um, it, it's a special, special group. What about him and DK? What, what did you think of that? Because a lot of talk about how they they knew DK would get riled up. And then in the postgame, Fred goes, I told him he's a great tackler. What what was your take on that entire uh, sequence with Diamond Lenore and DK Metcalf? Well, you know, look, this is a uh, this is a rivalry. They played three times last year, playoff, you know, victory. Um there's a lot of respect there for what Pete Carroll has done uh, in his career and how he, how they coach the team. But look, DK is an emotional guy. Fred plays much more under control. But those are the things that are going to happen in division games. And you're trying to get to where you want to get to, which is the number one seed in this league. You're not going to let DK Metcalf and any of his histrionics stop you or slow you down from getting there. Brian Baldinger joining us here on The Morning Roast. It was one of the funniest things I've seen. Just It reminded me of being like a kid playing a video game, and I'm getting upset, and I'm losing. My little my, my older <laughs> brother keeps making fun of me. I throw the controller, just start a fight. It just kind of just threw me back to when I was a kid, watching that whole thing happen. Baldy, all right. We've been singing the praises of the Niners all morning, and, and rightfully so. They're, they're clearly the best team in the NFL right now. When you were watching the team Sunday, though, and you've been watching them all season, you watch every single play. What is one thing about this Niners team that should give us a little pause? Like, what was the one weakness on this team that maybe we should be focused on that could other teams could potentially exploit going forward? I mean, you know, you saw it against Tampa. You saw it last Sunday against Seattle. I mean, you could look. You lose Traverius Ward, and all of a sudden the pass defense doesn't look as airtight as it does. You got, you know, Jair Brown back there is playing great football, but he's still a rookie. So, you know, if you get to the depth of your defensive backs and the quarterback has the ability to get the ball out quickly, the way, so let's just say you see the Cowboys in the playoffs and, you know, the way Dak is playing and how quickly they can get rid of the football and how good their offensive line. If you protect the quarterback now, there's, there's, there's places to throw the football. Um, we saw uh, Kirk Cousins do it this year. We saw, you know, uh, Joe Burrow do it. We saw Baker do it at times. We saw, you know, Drew Locke do it at times last. There's there's openings there that you can throw the ball against this team, and it's not like and it's not forlorn that the defensive line is just going to get there and get to the quarterback every time you drop back. It's just not going to happen the way the as quick as a lot of teams get rid of the ball. So that would be the one concern if they get caught up in a shootout and the other team's quarterback is really hot. You know, can you know? Does it come down to who has the ball last? What do you make of this offense right now? Like, CMC is, I mean, he's unbelievable. That first play, a little stutter step, the the speed, the burst, and then he's timing the block. Brandon Ayuk physically blocking downfield. I mean, their, their willingness to block and be dynamic playmakers. Kittle, Debo, you know, Ayuk. Everybody keeps bringing up the greatest show on turf. For your money, where does this offense rank in the last 20 years? Like, in terms of personnel? Well, I... 
you know, I was told when I got into this end of the business that we're in the entertainment business, Joe. And we are. And we all want to be entertained. You're in the stadium on Sunday. Absolutely. Like, it is the most entertaining offense. And that's what the greatest show on turf was. You know, it was Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, and Orlando Pace at left tackle. There's similarities, you know, to the receiving core that they had and all of that. And for my money right now, like, it's just the most entertaining offense in football, in large part because it's just so exciting to watch. And you don't know which of the names that you just mentioned are going to break out. I mean, I was in the end zone the other day, and here comes Kittle off the field after his warm-up, and he came running at me like he was going to knock me down, and he jumped up, and he grabbed the goalpost with both hands. Like, he just exploded right in front of me. And I'm like, he can jump out of the gym. Debo can run through you. IU can juke you. I mean, it's just, and McCaffrey is just, like, don't try to talk to that guy in pregame warm-up. That guy's just locked in, period. And there's time to socialize, and there's time to talk, and there's time to have some fun. But don't don't interfere with that guy's pregame warm-up. This team is locked in right now. To answer your question, Joe, I just think it's the most entertaining offense that we've seen in a long, long time. And we need that. We need a standard of what teams want to be and become. And it's a credit to John Lynch and to Kyle and what they've assembled. And I'm just looking around the league, and Brian Baldinger here with us. I'm, uh, to your point, God, Baldy, Baldy. Uh, they're playing on such a level right now on offense. I'm trying to see who around the league can even keep up with them. And then on d- the defensive side, obviously, Fred Warner setting the tone, Nick Bosa, all those guys. Who's a threat to this team right now in the NFC? I- is it the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, it's the team that you wiped up early in the season. <laughs> it's the Cowboys. I mean, just because, you know, it's and it's never, I mean, look, the head-to-head competition happens, but everybody's team changes throughout the season because of injuries. You find out what you do well. The Cowboys have figured things out. And right now, I mean, they still have some tough games left, but that'd be the one team that can, because of the speed on defense, because of the way Dak is playing, Dak's movement right now, uh, they've got a legitimate big-time tight end. Maybe he wasn't quite that early in the season. They had major red zone woes early in the year. They've kind of fixed those. They execute much better in that part of the field. The field goal kicker is money from 60 on in. He hasn't missed one. Um, it's, it, it, you know, it's in a great it's just a phenomenal story. The guy never kicked in college. You know, he's a soccer player, and here he is, 30 for 30. Um, so, you know, the Cowboys would be the one team right now that, you know, you have to be looking at in your rearview mirror. All right, Baldy. So let's say you're, you're, you're talking to a defensive coordinator on one of these potential teams. Like, what's the thing they're trying to take away? When I listen to Belichick talk, he's like, I got to take away X. You know, it's either Tyreek or Kelsey when they when they would face the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, they're going to try to take something away. If you were talking with defensive coordinators, what's the thing that you would try to take away to slow down the Niners if you could? Well, I mean, the first thing I would do is I would just go up on a whiteboard and I draw, I draw up their five run plays that they repeat over and over and over again. And I'm like, we have to defeat these five plays. Because if, if it's second and nine, Kyle might be a little reticent to running it on second and nine. Let's get them into throwing situations. And then we can figure out our zone pressures, our blitzes, how we're going to affect the quarterback. But I literally would write up those five plays. I'd draw them up. I'd walk through them. I'd show them to my team. And I would just... This is how you defeat these plays because they can be defeated. You got to defeat the blocks, but you know when Kittle comes in motion, he's kicking out the force on the outside, and here comes Trent. Like 
all right, you know, penetration, downhill, like let's let's blow this up at the point of attack where McCaffrey can't cut back and go for 72. Um, that that's where I would start, Joe. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting you bring up the the run game because like I'm sitting there, I got like the all 22 view from the end zone, and you know, it just you see things open up. And like when I watched Frank Gore, Frank Gore was so patient, and he understood how to set blocks up, and then how to kind of knife through holes. But he didn't have the explosion that McCaffrey has, and he didn't have that like that toughness to break through a tackle. Not that he, I mean, he was tough. I, I, I don't, I sound like I'm diminishing Frank. Frank's one of my favorite players ever. But CMC's just on a whole nother level in terms of the scheme, the one cut thing, the zone blocking, fitting what he can do and his vision. It feels like he was the ultimate running back for this particular offense. I think so. I think you see, you know, because you could get a big guy like Derrick Henry, he wouldn't be the same guy in this offense. And no, no, um, but you know, Raheem Mostert was really good in this, but he's not quite the same dynamic player that McCaffrey is. And I don't know that he's the same receiver that McCaffrey is and all the things that they're doing in motions now and uh, putting him in out in, in, in formations that we've never really seen before and what they're doing with him. So it, the package keeps expanding. But I think, I feel like. Between the tackles right now, McCaffrey very well could be the best running back in this league and maybe the best we've seen in a long time. Wow. It's pretty incredible. Wow. I mean, I mean, think about it going back to college, Baldy. It was Derrick Henry and it was Christian McCaffrey, right? One, two in the Heisman. A lot of us here on the West Coast thought it was East Coast bias. McCaffrey clearly had the better season. Probably should have been the MVP. Just look at all the, uh, the Heisman, I should say. Should have had all of that. It had the accolades, all that. And for them to come into the NFL and dominate the way they have, it's pretty incredible. It doesn't happen like that. Like, the two best running backs from college dominating the NFL, they're both, I mean, Christian McCaffrey health-wise, but Darren Henry, he's a lock for the Hall of Fame, and I think McCaffrey is too if he keeps this up. It's, it's pretty incredible. Well, they're the, and, and not only that, but they're the number one and number two running backs in the league right now. Maybe most are jumped up last night. I, I haven't looked at the final stats. But, I mean, they're one, two, and three right now in this league. And so, you know, it's a credit to, because, you know, Obviously, this offseason was about, do we value running backs the way we should? Well, when you have a great one, you value them, and you pay them. And it doesn't happen very often, and it's going to happen less and less. But when you get a great one, and he's the one piece to your offense that you desperately need, because Mostert is that guy in Miami, and Christian is that guy right now, um, you know, in San Francisco, and so is Derek. You know, I mean, he had 100 yards last year. Last year, last last week, he had two more touchdown runs yesterday. Um, you know, they still lean on him really heavily. Absolutely. Real quick, Baldy, uh, the jobs that Steve Wilkes has done mm. since coming down on the field, and I know you were like me, you're like Shasky, he's like, I don't know if that uh, coming from the booth down on the field had that much of an impact, but clearly since the addition of Chase Young and after the bye week, there's just something different about this defense. Can you talk about the job he's done uh, since the bye week? Well, you know, you put Lenore in the slot, and that was that really fixed that position. That was a big move. Now they they had to take him back out of the slot last week when Traverius got hurt. But I think you know just their ability to mix up, you know, strong man coverage like they did against Philadelphia at times, um, because you know some of these games have been closer than others, and so you want to be able to pressure, uh, mix your pressures in. You know, obviously, you know the, the play at the end of the first half against Minnesota kind of stuck in the craw of a lot of people, including maybe the head coach. But we haven't seen anything like that. But we've seen, you know, more pressures, I think, at good times 
uh, from this defense, and then they've held up on the back end. And now you're, you know, you're playing a rookie safety back there. And look, I, I love Tig, and I think he's going to be a great player. But you're still a rookie back there, and you haven't seen the breakdowns on the back end. And sometimes you get that with you know young and rookie players. With, with Shohei Otani making seven hundred million, I'm sure you were aware of that, right, Baldy? You, you heard about that, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's the thing Brian Baldinger would buy? When he got seven hundred million dollars, oh what? Well, look, he's looking out the window. Let's. What? What would you? Well, get I'm looking yourself? out at the port of Miami right now, Joe. And you know, there's there. I, I mean, I would get a boat. Like I don't. I, I don't need you know a Jeff Bezos yacht. You know, with my seven hundred million. But I would like a nice boat. You know, I mean, it's just. I mean, I. I feel like I could take that thing right out here, right out the the canal. The channel here out to the ocean, you know, you want to drop a line and do some fishing. You want to jump in and do some diving off one of the reefs. Like, I'd like to have that kind of access. All right, so now you're allowed to invite anyone onto your newly minted boat that you just purchased. Who's that person you're inviting? Um... Well, I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a female. <laughs> you know? I love you so, so I mean, much. I I need some beauty on the boat too now. I love you, I love that was the greatest. Yeah. Where are you that was be the at greatest answer I've ever heard in my life. Where are you Where are you working this week? What Who? What game I'm, you got? I'm, I'm I'm following Will Levis around. I'm going to Tennessee. I'm going to Nashville. I'm going to see if uh, he can back that up. What we saw on Monday night. Uh, got a good game there between C.J. Stroud and Will Levis. Mm. You know, two rookie quarterbacks. I, I tell every one of these guys, I've not met C.J. Stroud, but I met Will Levis last night, Joe. And I went up to him. First of all, the kid's a block of granite, like physically. <laughs> like, and he's gonna, he's, he could take some punishment. But, you know, I just want to let these guys know that we need great young quarterbacks in this league. It's The league is built on it. Welcome to the NFL. You guys represent really well right now. You'll be in Baldy's breakdowns forever. Like, that's just a side thing. But I just want to, you know, let them know that how much we appreciate great quarterback play and great young quarterbacks in this league because without them, uh, we, we struggle as a league. Baldy, speaking of appreciation, we appreciate you. You're the best. Uh, you coming in the You're studio the last week was freaking awesome. We appreciate you and all your coverage every single week here, man. Uh, go enjoy Miami. Okay. All right. I might, I might sneak out here for a little bit, guys. There you go. Getting Thanks, man. It. Have Thanks. a good one. Thanks, Be Baldi. safe, bud. Uh, injury report. The now. legend. The legend. Brian. It's time for the injury report. It really hurts. Brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. All right. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan provided some bad and good injury news yesterday. Linebacker Oren Burks is expected to be shut down for a couple weeks with knee tendinitis. On the good news front, though, Javon Hargrave has a chance to play this Sunday after suffering a pulled hamstring versus Seattle. Charvarius Ward also has a chance to suit up against the Cardinals this weekend. He left last Sunday's game with a groin injury in the first half. The injury report is brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. What's coming up on the game is sponsored by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. I see a lot of calls here reacting to Brian Baldinger, reacting to Joe Shasky, reacting with you at 888-957-9570. Joe Spadoni and for Bonta Hill alongside Joe Shasky, 95.7 The Game. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.